Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon. Hey everyone, Hurricane Liz here, back for another Professor's Podcast. And as usual, I've got my sidekick along here, the man, the myth, the legend, Howie Tai, who we're going to talk to here in a minute. But first, you guys should be super excited about today's guest. He's usually known as the actual many chat king in the Amazon circles. I just actually made that up for him. He's not known as the many chat king, but people usually associate him with many chat, particularly in the Amazon sphere. So we're going to talk to him more about that here in a second when we intro him. But Howie, how pumped are you for uh, this gentleman? And again, I've been known, become to be known as the butcher of Amazon because of the way that I butcher the guests' names. So hopefully I don't butcher this one. It seems pretty straightforward. I think it's Paul Barron. So he can tell me if I do that right or wrong here in a second. But first, Howie, how excited are you for this gentleman here that we're about to talk about today? Paul is one of the few people that I actually went uh, all over the world looking for, uh, you know, talented speakers and talented entrepreneurs to, to come onto the show and to kind of some stuff that a lot of us don't know. So I've met him like maybe a year and a half or two. I, I don't remember exactly how long it is now since I've been in this Hong Kong hotel here, but it's been a while, but I did remember thinking about him with professors at PPE one but I guess I believe that he now has time to speak to us now. <laughs> right. He's a busy man. And like I said, he's a man chat king. And, and to call him, that would be an understatement. As I learned here about him a little bit earlier. So he's got a lot to share with us. And before we jump into the conversation with Paul and introduce him, I want to remind everybody that coming up very soon, Howie, on November 9th and 10th is the second ever professor's pandemic event. And that's going to be just Amazing. I cannot personally wait for that. The first one was pretty much a sellout and people were going just absolute bananas over how well the speakers did and how much they were actually able to interact with one another and get a lot of one-on-one attention, not only from you, but from a lot of the speakers, as well as they got to actually meet each other virtually. And I know I always joke around about this actual event and say, hey, guys and girls, go ahead and attend. You can even stream it in your undies. You can be bottomless. You can be topless as long as you don't show your face. Just please do not stand up. So Howie, for this second one ever, how fired up are you about what's going to be revealed, especially with the simple fact that we have got a team of sellers that makes $50 million a year. They are completely underground and they have never, ever, ever spoken at any event before. But this time you got them in a chokehold and you made them come on to come on and promise to talk about some of the actual things that they do in their business day in, day out. And here's the most shocking thing about that actually above all else. And that is, we went, recently went to a factory, Howie, where there was over 3,000 employees and that factory made $600 million a year. And it was just basically nothing but employees and lines and lines of them. We toured the actual Amazon company and they were making and putting Amazon listings up on Amazon. But these people is or are a team of three that are doing close to $50 million a year. How pumped are you for that event, Howie? It's crazy because like I said before, it's kind of hard for me to ask them to come out because they are really extremely busy during this um, time of the year because of Christmas, because of Prime Day, that they would need to like spend some time to come out and talk to us, do our podcast, 
your uh, YouTube channels. But then now it's going to be like, it's going to be crazy because they don't usually talk. They're not speakers. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can talk about. But last time, like we talked about, they did a really good, oh, Patrick did a really good job on the smartest marketer. Right. Absolutely. Patrick won our first ever smartest marketer. And again, he's one of the team of three that did over $50 million a year. And so I encourage everybody to get out to the second ever annual event. It's not annual. It's actually, we usually hold it four times, but it's going to be annual because this might be the last virtual one ever, which means it also comes at a pretty nice discount. So if you want to learn more about that, stick around till the end of this actual podcast so I can give you all the dirty details. But for now, let's go ahead and bring on the many chat king. And Paul, let me first ask you this before I jump into our usual number one question for all our actual guests here on the podcast. Did I butcher your name or what? No, you did a great job. It's funny because the, it's not that I don't, I don't think it's that hard to say. I mean, I do get Barone every now and again. I'm like, well, I mean, I, I could sort of see that, but yeah, no, you, good job. Paul Barron. Awesome. You know, I, I figured that much Barone is usually like a Spanish or a Latin name. So I didn't figure you for a Latin guy. And so that's kind of why I guessed at it. I guess that I was like, I think it's Baron, but you know, Red Baron, I think Red Baron's an actual fast food place or some kind of restaurant. A lot of people tend to like that thing. So I was like, this looks like a Paul Baron. I'm going to ask him, make sure, hopefully I don't butcher it like I usually do. But anyways, thanks again, Paul, for jumping on here with us. I know you have an extremely busy schedule. And like Howie said, he literally almost had to put you in a chokehold too because of the fact that you are such a busy man. So let's go ahead and just jump straight into our usual first question that we ask every single guest. And that first question is, Paul, I want you to hypothetically pretend you are with Howie on an elevator and you obviously know he's the man, the myth, the legend, and you want to speak at his next event. So in two minutes, tell us a lot about who you are and why you are qualified to speak at that event. Okay. So I've been in marketing to one degree or another, basically my whole life. You could look at it that way. When I started at five, I was selling uh, little drawings to grandmas at grocery stores. I would take them and I'd hand them to the grandmas and I'd say, Hey, do you want this? And they'd say, yes, of course. And then I'd be like, well, that'll be 10 cents. You know, I get them to say yes before I tell them how much it'll cost. That's a good little tidbit. But fast forward to my Amazon experience. So I, I have experience in doing digital marketing about a decade's worth. Started a company with my wife back in 2015. And within a year, let's see, we were flown out to New York to be on the Rachel Ray show. We had a meeting with Barbara Corcoran and we were featured in Forbes magazine all within about a year and a half of launching. And I started doing like speaking engagements around the world and stuff. My very first speaking gig was actually about building a brand that the media loves and how you can kind of hack your way to get some awesome media attention. You know, we went, we went on to, we're in the baby space. So we, our, our products have been named best in category by parents.com. If you do a search for, for what we sell, we'll come up in the seven of the 10 top, top like best of lists um, that are on page one of Google. By next year, we'll be in all 10 of 10. Um, so I feel like I'm pretty good building a brand that people love. And the ways that I do that is I leverage nano influencers, which a lot of people don't really know what they are, how to use them. And I really focus a lot on chat marketing. And so like you were saying in the, in the community, people know me as like the chatbot guy, or I don't, I like, I like the, what, what did you say that the chatbot King, mini chat King? That's yeah. Mini chat King. Yeah. So yeah, people, people know me as that guy because I started a course back in 2018. It was the first course actually ever on chat marketing and the first definitely for Amazon sellers. 
And we were teaching people how to launch and rank products, build audiences and get reviews using ManyChat. And long story short, I've had a lot of fun traveling around the world, meeting people like Howard. Yeah, we met at Billion Dollar Seller Summit last year, which was a ton of fun. That was a great event. Yeah, like throwing axes and, and stuff like that, right? Shooting, throwing, throwing axes and shooting machine guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. I, I just wanted, how long, that was like a year and a half ago, no? Like, yeah, I think it was a year. It was, I want to say September or November. I don't know. I was in Austin like two or three times last year. And so they all kind of like blur in my head and I can't remember which time. <laughs> so how, for your first class that you were teaching many chat, how, how long ago was that? That was back in, we launched it in January, 2018. And I've been using chatbots since about mid 2016, really got into them in 2017. And I, I was looking for courses to learn more and there was nothing online. And so, you know, being an entrepreneur, my logical next step was like, well, I guess I must know more than the other people. So I started actually telling my friends, teaching my friends, and then it got too much. And so I was like, I'm going to start a course. And I thought that would be easy. <laughs> Starting wow. a course is not easy. Yeah. So like, how did you market your course when you were doing it? Um, it was all through affiliates, honestly. Like we didn't do, we didn't pay a dime in ads. We we, we, we use a lot of the connections with amazing. So amazing.com. I took ASM five and I've spoken at different amazing events. I think, shoot, I think last year, the year before, I can't remember. I don't know. It was like four or five times in a year that I'd spoken at a bunch of their events. So we did a lot of, a lot of just networking with influencers and, and, and people that are in the Amazon space. So just tell our audience, like regarding mini chat and your expertise and branding, what do you feel like you really like hit the spot on? What, what's your true expertise in mini chat? Like what can you, what's so different about you than other people who know mini chat? We could say. Well, I guess first and foremost, most people that you're learning from learn from me. So there's that. Most people that you're learning from now took one of my courses or did something, which I think is really cool. Now, I don't want to sound like everybody that is is teaching you something on Amazon did learn from me because I, I don't know if that's, I don't have any way to verify that, but I know that we've had between 14 and 1600 people go through our pro, like various programs that we offer, whether it was like a premium workshop or the actual full course. Um, we've had quite a few people go through our, our material. And in terms of what makes me different, there, there are a handful of people that teach in the chatbot space. Um, some of them don't even actually sell on Amazon. If they're, you know, you're teaching the Amazon sellers, there's a few people that teach chatbots and like run chatbot campaigns and they don't even sell on Amazon, which the reason why that matters, I mean, I don't know if I need to tell you, Howard, but you know, I mean, Amazon changes like every single day. I mean, the ranking algorithms, what you're, what we're doing now to rank is not what we were doing six months ago. And it's definitely not what we were doing two years ago. And so it's really important in my opinion, when you're working with somebody who is running a service or even you're learning from them on a, on a course level, that they actually have a like skin in the game because of the speed of which all the technology changes, whether it's like messenger terms of service or Facebook terms of service or Amazon's terms of service, or even just platform changes. Like it's really important that you actually know what the heck you're talking about in, in the space. 
So, like, so. yeah, I, I really agree with what you're saying because Amazon does change a lot. That's why I actually do a lot of experiments with, like, selling. Well, I don't – people say, do you sell? I said, I would say no. But then I do have – uh, like, I do have a account that I would test a lot of stuff with, you know, to mm-hmm. see if this algorithm – if we can – crack the algorithm, the new changes and stuff like that. So we do do a lot of testing and stuff, but with me and Anthony, and we do uh, see a lot of really cool stuff that we're going to be talking about on that PBE 2.0. So yeah, I understand what you're going through. What are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the other thing that would make what I do different than what most people do is, you know, prior to the, you know, hitting record, we were talking about like everybody's so in love with these hundred percent giveaways and it's really funny because they started coming into play, I'd say really about a year and a half, maybe even two years ago, that people were really liking them. I guess it was, yeah, mid-2018. And I, I personally never understood that. Like, you know, you know, back in the day, like Viral Launch, right? The, the service Viral Launch prior to what, I don't know, what, I, I have no idea what's going on there now, but supposedly they're still in business. But you know, you couldn't you couldn't participate in their their brand. Like I I had used them to launch products in the past, and I just I didn't like it for one because it was really expensive. I didn't like giving away my products for free. I think that that's a terrible business strategy because we don't have consumables now. It's one thing to say like if you're selling like soaps or or like supplements or something, you give away like a trial something for for free like that. Like that's normal business practice of loss leader. But I think that. In my head, when I'm when I'm launching a product, I want to build a list that I can launch to again. So when I used Viral Launch way back when, I was like, I'm paying them to build them a list for one. I didn't like that. I didn't have access to those people to to sell to again. The second thing was they're getting my stuff off like 90 to 100 percent off for free. And I like I was eating all this cost on the hopes that it would stick. And it's kind of a crapshoot that that's that's a lot of money that a lot of Amazon sellers can't really afford. So, I mean, thankfully, I've, I've been really obsessed about building a real brand and really carving out a name for ourself, ourselves in our niche. And I feel like we've done a really good job of that. I mean, if you go to Amazon, if you know what I sell, which shouldn't be that hard, take five minutes Googling. But <laughs> if you look for what we sell, I mean, our products are twice the cost of our competition on Amazon. And we even have some Chinese suppliers that are direct selling like three packs for like $12.99 and we sell a single item for $16.97 or $17, like $18. And in my head, that's the power of a real brand. When you build a real brand that has draw that, that like we've got all this work off of Amazon, you know, parent, like I said, Forbes magazine, parents.com, Barbara Corcoran, Rachel Ray, plus hundreds of other small blogs point to us as being the best in our niche. When people are doing their research, they're not doing it in a vacuum. They're not going to Amazon and just buying a product. Um, some people do, but a lot of a lot of people, especially in the baby space, the mothers are doing a lot of research off, off Amazon. And so when I teach chatbot and chat marketing strategies, I do it with brand first mentality. I'm always I'm always telling my students like you have to think of how you're solving your 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 customers' problems. You have to think of your brand experience and you have to think of your customer service because no product launch problem or review problem is a product launch or review problem. It's a, it's something else. If you're getting bad reviews, look at the product. Do you actually have a good product? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going off on a rabbit trail, but I guess that's, that's the one thing that sets me aside from a lot of the other um, 
educators, I guess, in the many chat space is that I really focus on a long-term building a solid brand long-term and not just using quick short hacks that may or may not work two or three months down the road. Uh, yeah, that's pretty, you've got a pretty stable like skill set, Paul. I have to say like, it's very diverse. You've done a lot of things, even though you've been classified as the many chat king, I kind of just made that up for you here. I kind of like the sound of it. But my question to you is knowing that you have such a diverse kind of level of expertise of a lot of things at Amazon, what three to five topics have you considered talking about at the next actual professor's PPE event? Yeah. So what we're, what I'm really focusing on now is nano influencers. And that's something that nobody in the space is talking about. And so it's, I'm, I'll just boil it down to one because that's the one thing that I'm talking about. I mean, um, obviously chatbots, there's ways to use them that a lot of people are not doing them correctly. But when it comes to influencer space, a lot of people, well, nobody's talking about influencers or nano influencers. I mean, they might give it a shout out. And the problem is that most people, when they think of influencers, do it in a traditional in a, in a traditional method, which is they'll, I don't know, go out and like DM people and find them and ask them to partner with them. Or, or maybe they'll go on Thomason or some sort of influencer market, marketplace. I mean, there was one called FameBit that was owned by YouTube, and now they're consolidating stuff at YouTube. But my point is that influencer marketing in itself, getting it to work right, and if you're trying to do it yourself, is kind of hit or miss. And that's why I feel like a lot of people haven't they don't really like talking about it or, or haven't figured it out. Like we all know, right? Like Gary Vee, like the dude's been raving about influencers since 2010, I don't know, 2012, something like that. And so we see all these big names in marketing and traditional marketing and digital marketing talking about influencers, but nobody in the Amazon spaces. I don't know, Howard, do you know anybody? I, you, you know, I feel like you're different in more people than I do. Huh. Well, uh, there, 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 there is, there is some, there's some uh, software out there that does do micro influencers. Viralytics is one of them. The last EE event we had Nets from uh, Israel. He owns a software company that does micro influencers called Viralytics, as well as I think we are also doing micro influencers using promotional as well. So with Anthony, so we do do use them as well. But we just, because we are a lot more into like, we're more managed service with, with, we're not like viral launch that is for the public, for everyone. We mainly do it for the bigger sellers, the entrepreneur, the enterprise level sellers. So we don't really announce what we do too much, but we do do it, but not probably not as big of a scale as you are now. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing is that people are talking about it. People are trying to figure it out but we've been doing it. And so what we focus on is nano versus micro reading, like micro, depending on the source that you're reading. Um, some people will define micro influencers between like followings of 10,000 to a hundred thousand. I really find that the, the sweet spot is less than that between one and one and 10. And we built an army of, of brand reps, brand ambassadors, whatever you want to call them. We call them brand reps because that's in the baby space on Instagram. That's, that's what they're called. If you're in like the supplement space, for example, you'd be a brand ambassador. Beauty, you'd be a brand ambassador. So we just call it, we call them this. But what we've done is instead of working one-off partnerships with people, and typically what happens is the influencer wants to get paid up front most of the time. And, and so let me give you an example. Like we, we did a thing, I was trying to do this YouTube uh, to many chat strategy a couple years ago. And my my plan was here. So this, I, I feel like this is a really good plan. Okay. So you remember like back in the day, you could do a giveaway on Amazon with a 
with all kinds of different objectives, right? So he actually did Amazon giveaways. So you could do an objective of like tweet this or or watch this video. Remember that? Giveaway, yeah. yes. So, giveaway. So what I what I did was I was bargaining with them. I said, hey, why don't you give us a decrease in cost if we drive you views? So I did a giveaway with I did two hundred dollars, no, hundred and fifty dollars strollers. So I spent three hundred dollars and I was driving them traffic to their video, bargaining down like their rate. And they they didn't give it to me for free, which is what my goal was. But they still charged me like 750 bucks for this video. And they put me, so um, I was thinking, okay, this is great. And we get all these views. Like they have 50,000 people following. They, they're a small family with a baby. This is perfect. But they put me like 13 minutes into a 17 minute video. And they gave me like 30 seconds of time. And they mispronounced their name. And we had five people sign up for the review, for the, for the, for the giveaway. So I was like, this is bullshit. Sorry, can you say that? Uh, this is garbage. Of course. Yeah, we're, not, we're not a family channel. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was so pissed because I'm like, you know, you, you're like, oh, it's normally $1,500, but we'll give you a, a, a half off deal. They, anyway, I was really pissed because they just wanted the money up front. They didn't want any, they didn't care about saying the name right. They didn't care about driving this traffic. And that really pissed me off. And that just further reinforced, like every time we work with influencers where we pay them up front, I don't see any like, uh, the it's just that's it. They just want the money and they're done. So what we do is we we seek to create long term partnerships with people that are aspiring influencers, and that that's in the nano influencer space. And so those nano influencers with followings between you know five hundred to ten thousand or a thousand and up in our space because we're baby we're, we're baby baby products. They're all mommies. They're all stay at home mommies, and they just are trying to do stuff to get free products. Maybe make a little bit of extra money on the side. Because, you know, the average American family, like you bring in an extra 200 bucks a month, like that's date night money or that's saving for a vacation money. You know, not everybody lives in the space of Amazon where you're like, well, shoot, I only made $5,000 yesterday instead of seven. Dang. <laughs> you know, not everybody's like us. So that extra 200 bucks a month really goes a long way. So that's, in a nutshell, that's what we do is we create inbound funnels to get people to talk to us, to our brand. And for the brands of the clients that we manage, we put together their marketing systems to get people to contact them because we have more bargaining power if they reach out to us rather than the other way around, first and foremost. And then we have this whole system where we put them, where we put them through. We, 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 we train them how to be better influencers, how to take better photos, how to get more noticed. Um, is that funny? I had a Skype call coming through. I apologize about that. Anyway, so we, we put them into the system where we, we help them become better influencers. And we also actually have them sign a contract with us where they release rights to whatever photos or creative work that they do, videography stuff, to us in perpetuity so that we can use those, those assets forever. There's a lot of other things that we do with them. Like we, we use them for content creation, blog writing. If they have a blog they write about us on their site, which is SEO value, we, we leverage them to help get us into best of articles, that sort of thing. But to date, over the past three and a half years, we've, we're sitting on about 6,000 lifestyle photos plus the 6,000 shout outs that we've gotten from them. So in terms of value, like the cost like that we've gotten for this, like if you work with influencers in the past, typically an influencer is going to charge you at least a hundred bucks per post. Most micro influencers charge between 500 and $2,000 per post. So by the numbers, we've gotten over a million dollars worth of either lifestyle photos or exposure because in the lifestyle photo, and you're going to pay like the low end 500 bucks for maybe a 20 photo shoot. Two location, maybe a half day shoot or something like that. So 
that would be what I would talk about at any event. I, I am talking about that at various events because it's super powerful. And instead of those one-off partnerships, we're building an army of people that love us, that rave about us, that have real people that follow them, instead of like Kim Kardashians of the world, these are real mommies and all of their all of their friends are following them. So their their 500, their 1,000, their 2,000, 3,000 followers are friends of theirs. They know them. So when they post about us, they're posting to an audience that already know, likes, and trust them because they're friends. And um, that is, I mean, we use those photos in Amazon posts. We use them. We're starting to do some experimentation with using them, the influencers doing Amazon Live. We're at the start of the year, we were training them how to be outside sales reps so that we can get a wholesale and boutique uh, baby retailers. I mean, the possibilities are endless, but it's, yeah, that's what I'm super, that's what I'm excited about now. Yeah, it sounds really exciting. Now, uh, one other question for you, Paul, and then I know Howie's got a few for you, but I want to just go back a second. Even though the nano influencer sounds very sexy to me, it sounds incredible. I personally, I got a YouTube channel with like 20,000 followers and you can't imagine all the things that I'm bombarded with. And I don't even, I'm not sure if that is considered a nano or micro or what kind of influencer it is, but I do get bombarded with things quite daily. But my question is, is going back to the chat bot because I know that's not what you're really going to be focused on talking about too much at the actual event. But I know a lot of people are wondering from the mini chat King, how do you see the future of chatbots? Are they still going to be doing what they do? Are, do you still see people able to be doing giveaways with them? Cause I know they're overused in your opinion. And I know that you also mentioned that people are in some ways using them the wrong way, but how do you see the future of chatbots, particularly in the Amazon space? Since we're mainly talking at an Amazon event here. Yeah. yeah. So in general, the future is super bright because right now the only thing you really have to work with is messenger. But recently at the, at the ManyChat conference, I just spoke at, they announced that they're, they're beta testing a WhatsApp integration because so WhatsApp, Instagram and and messenger are all, all are all owned by Facebook. A couple of years ago at F8, Zuckerberg announced that they're planning to unify the messaging platform. So we're seeing a lot of movement to unity in those three platforms, meaning that from the, the owner's end, so your end, the Amazon seller, it doesn't matter where your audience lives. If they're on WhatsApp, Instagram, or Facebook, you can set up, you in the future, will be able to set up a chatbot to communicate with them. Additionally, Apple has been beta testing iMessage for business for almost three years now. And in a nutshell, what that is, is that is a chatbot for iMessage. Last year, I'm not, I'm not sure... Um, if you guys are familiar with this too, but last year, starting in November, Android, Google, started to unify messaging on SMS on their Android platform as well. So they're moving from SMS, which is this, which is which was the standard. There's no security in SMS; it's easily hackable. To a new standard called RCS, and that stands for Rich um, Communications or Rich Chat uh, System or Service. I can't remember if it's chat or communication. Anyway, so they're moving to, to RCS. All to say, like every major carrier in the world is moving towards a more robust ecosystem that one of the statements, if you read the press release about this move to RCS by Android, is to make it easier for businesses to interact with their customers. So what that tells me, that shows me that's, that's chatbots. Uh, now, will Amazon sellers be able to leverage Apple iMessage, RCS? I, I, I don't know. If I had a crystal ball, I would guess that they would, Apple really locks down stuff very hard. So I, you might be able to get in, 
But my point is, is that now is not like, now is not late in the game. People are talking about how like, you can't do what you used to do in chat, which was namely just spam your audience. And so everyone's like, chat's dead, messenger's dead, don't use it. That is not even remotely true. It's just the start. Everything, everybody is moving towards, and by everybody, I mean major players, like every single telecom company in the world is pushing for this, is pushing for the ability for businesses to set up chatbots to communicate with people. So the future is really, really bright, and it's going to extend beyond just Messenger, uh, which is where we're at now. So uh, now is a perfect time for people to jump in and get familiar with, you know, the core terms of service, which are in a nutshell, I can just boil it down down for people. The core thing you don't want to do is just don't spam people, don't annoy people. Provide them with valuable content that they want, and you'll have an engaged list. And yeah, so that's, I think that's where the future is going. There's a lot of advancements in, in artificial intelligence and semantic language processing as well. So I think we're going to see more AI chatbots rather than just decision tree type, you know, if this, then this type chatbots. Did that did that adequately answer your question? I feel like that was kind of yeah. I thought that was actually perfect. I thought that was excellent. You gave me a lot of information, so I was actually taking notes the whole time so that I could actually be able to convey that to people when you speak. Since I know a lot of them will be disappointed a bit, Paul, because you are the mini chat king, as I've coined you here on the actual podcast. But we're gonna move away from that and allow Howie to. He's got a few more questions for you, so hopefully we're gonna get you out of that actual classification. It's fine with me. So, you know, like SMS is a new thing, like a mini chat has that SMS feature for shooting SMS out, as well as a lot of the new, like what you were saying about like the integration between WhatsApp and Instagram and, uh, and Facebook together. Like, I think I remember there was an article that was telling everyone that people were able to go uh, from a chat, from Facebook chat to an Instagram chat like where they can kind of, they're like uniting those two platforms. So you don't have to be, have Facebook in order to talk to Instagram. You don't have to have a Facebook account in order to talk to Facebook people. You can use your mini Instagram account. Yeah. And, uh, so, so for that, like, do you, do you see any other problems other than, cause when on the news, I heard that, Oh, Hey, Facebook's not going to be able to get a lot of targeting with the iOS crowd because Apple is going to, uh, make it harder for Facebook to be able to target them. Is there is that one of the problems in, that you see in the future, or is there anything else that you would believe it's no, a problem? I, I don't see it as a problem. The, the The problems that people are running into now is not understanding the rules of engagement. If I guess if that would be a term, right? I mean, I was just on Facebook, and somebody had said there's a new black hat tactic where people are your competitors are targeting your giveaway ads and reporting them to Facebook, and then you're getting your account banned. All right. So without knowing the data, just knowing what I know, I don't think it's black hat. I don't think it's your competitors. I think it's mismanagement. I think it's people inadvertently, unknowingly breaking Facebook's terms of service and getting their account banned. I don't think it's competitors doing this. I mean, it could be, but you know, the, Oftentimes the most simple logical answer is the answer. And you don't have to go looking for some smoking gun with like some conspiracy theory. I don't think that it's like black hat people. And the reason for this is that there's the rules haven't changed on Facebook. They've just been refined. 
you know, since the advent of being open to message people, they've very been very adamant, Facebook has, with how and why you can contact people. And there was kind of this wild west period where literally you could just, you know, build this list of 100,000 people and, and just broadcast message them whenever you wanted. And the problem with that is that it was really annoying people. And so what Facebook cares about, and as they expand into Instagram and WhatsApp, is, is their user base. Because if their user base gets annoyed by businesses on the platform, that user base is not going to be using that platform. So it's really important to Facebook for that user base to love using Messenger, to love using WhatsApp, to love using Instagram. And, and how they're going to protect that is by putting restrictions on businesses from spamming people because they don't want it to turn into an email inbox where you ignore it and you hate it. So first and foremost, some of the problems that I see are balancing how you can get people to make an action, take an action purchase, like promotional offers with that, I guess, not annoying people. I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it really said that effectively, but I mean, say like you run an ad, right? Let's say a normal giveaway ad, people are interacting with your ad, and then they make the purchase and then they come, you get the rebate and then they move on. In the past, people would then blast that same audience with, you know, broadcast them like, hey, we're running a new promotion. That would annoy people. Um, so you can't do that anymore. So there's there's tips and tricks that you can do to basically just filter people out whether or not they're engaged or not. And my first trick is don't give your product away for free because the only time that anybody on that list that you built, if you gave it away for free, all they're going to care about is getting another free product. They're not going to buy it at full price. Like giving away products for free to maintain rank is not a sustainable business practice. If you can do it so that you're giving, you're, you're launching products with a promotion at break even, bare minimum, or hopefully profitable, that's a long-term sustainable business practice. And when you think about it in those terms and you think about it from your customer's mindset and you, you put together an offer for him or her it, that would appeal to them, then you're going to be building a better list that will prevent you prevent a lot of this stuff from happening, getting your account banned and that sort of thing. So I'm just thinking that people built, built audiences of bad, they just built bad audiences and they were um, inadvertently breaking Facebook's terms of service, which um, is what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah, I do agree with you regarding um, like kind of like training your buyers to get stuff for free and that's not great for branding, right? So we had we had two two scenarios where we had a group will promote that we promote to as promotions, couponing, and another one regarding maybe like just a giveaway groups. So when we give coupons to giveaway groups, there was no one no no one no one really wanted to get that promotion. But when we have another group who actually are used to getting coupons, then they will actually buy it with the discount. So it's two right. different kind of scenario. You don't want to train your your audience to just get free stuff. That's not really uh, believe in. That's not really uh, great to keep them in your, your raving fans club. You know, so right. like you would say. Right? So yeah. Uh, so you see, that's the problem. So what, what do you think about the opportunities that you see for Amazon sellers? So I mean, there's there's. There's always opportunities. I think that looking at, so do, we, do, do you want me to talk about chat specifically or just in general? In general, it's up to you. See, whatever you want to say. 
Well, I think that the a lot of the research method, methods that are being taught, you know, like the sort of jungle scout helium 10 black box methods, those are still, I still think that those still have value, but I think that now with it being so saturated with those tactics being so saturated, Amazon sellers to succeed are going to have to start thinking more creatively about actually solving problems for, for customers versus just selling products that people are already buying. So think of it like this, right? Let's say like the, the backpack or, or the suitcase. Luggage has been around for millennia, right? Like as people have moved, you need to take your stuff with you. And so it's evolved over time, right? Like it used to be an actual suitcase. And then somebody at one point in time was like, hey, let's uh, put wheels on the suitcase or let's put a telescoping handle. My point is that like now suitcases and travel luggage do not look like they did when they were in 1950. And the companies that are, that are doing well are the ones that are continually innovating and better solving their customer problems than the competition. And so for Amazon sellers, what, what I see as opportunity now is really just looking at if you're, so that if you're an existing seller, you can look at your existing audience and you can just ask them, what are you looking for? Like, is there anything that like, like you're looking for that we don't sell? I mean, that's a really straight up question, but like we have this whole segmentation survey that we will send out to people in chat and we divide it into two parts, demographic data and psychographic data. So demographic data is all about like, where do you live? What's your name? Are you married? Do you have kids? You know, that sort of stuff. Like that's the, you know, if you're looking like at Facebook, it's like income level areas we live in, that sort of thing. Psychographic data are, are, are points that like are the internal motivators. Like what's most important to you about buying from when you buy from a brand, what's the most important thing to you when you're making a decision? What's the most important thing to you in life? What magazines do you read? Where do you shop? Those things are, are psychographic because they all talk about the inner workings of their mind and what motivates them. So when, when we're developing new products, we'll go to our customers and we'll just ask them, like, what do you want? What are you buying elsewhere? And if we start seeing patterns emerge, then we look at that and we say, okay, can, is there a way, like, can we compete in that market? And if so, how can we make our products better than the, than the existing competition? So coming back to, so current sellers, you can just pull, pull your audience, survey them. What do you want to buy? And then you can find out ways to make that, solving that problem for them better than the competition. For new sellers getting started, a great way to do this is just go to Pinterest or Etsy, or even I like going into Reddit, like Reddit groups where like life hack groups, you start seeing patterns emerge of things that could be potential product ideas that nobody has yet to sell or create. And so if, if you can, if you can get in on one of those ideas, like a life hack idea, right. That maybe somebody's doing something. A life hack is literally just a product that they're hacking together because they're trying to solve a problem themselves, but there's no problem or there's no product yet that is on the market that solves that product problem for them. So I see, I see opportunity for Amazon sellers to be more innovative and really it comes down to obsessively focusing on the customers and figuring out how you can solve their problems. Um, that's the biggest opportunity to, that I see for Amazon sellers. You know, it has nothing to do with chat or nano influencers. <laughs> Right. That's where I can see things going. Yeah. And Paul, I know that you have been 
like I said, again, again, I can't stress this enough. I know, I know it, it, it kind of like, is there any, do you have any, I know a lot of people call you like the mini chat expert or anything. Does it ever kind of like, do you ever have like enough of it <laughs> out there? Like I kind of sense that sometimes you have enough of it. Like, you know, sometimes how he's known to be the guy that does like all the ranking and all the tests, but you know, sometimes you get kind of get tired of it and you want to kind of move out of that and move into something new, but does that ever kind of irritate you sometimes? It's, it's funny. I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes, because there's a lot more that I do that like many chat is, it's like the tip of the iceberg, right? Like that's the thing that people know me for because it's, it got all the buzz specifically like a year and a half ago, but everything else, like the many chat strategies are not, little islands they don't live on their own they're just strategies on top of strategies they're tactics i guess rather on top of strategies like one of the issues that i see with amazon sellers in general is that like we're so tactic heavy right like remember the the billion dollar seller summit last year everybody was so obsessed with like the endless lightning deals which is cool as a tactic if you if it serves a purpose but most Amazon sellers have all these tactics that don't really serve a purpose. They're just like, well, I can do endless lightning deals. I'm like, I don't want to do endless lightning deals because that means that I have to lose a whole bunch of money. Like, I don't, I, I don't like that personally. But my point is that like everything I do is built on strategies. And um, I'm always testing stuff like you too, Howard. Like, we've always got something going on. And most of my tests fail. But Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you the other annoying thing about doing endless lightning deals is you got to stay in inventory. <laughs> like that becomes an inventory right. nightmare, especially right now with what we're seeing with customs. Like some of my stuff has actually been stuck on boats longer than two months. And plus I'm getting customs examination fees left and right. So I'm getting kind of slapped around there. So as you mentioned, lightning deals and endless amount of them can be nightmarish. So Paul, once again, I want to thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge, all that you know, not just about chatbots, but it's very apparent that it's much, much more than that. Especially, I got, I got a new name for you. It's the brand master. I think the brand master sounds a lot better than the mini chat king anyways. So that's what I'm going to be introducing you from now on. I'm going to, I'm going to, cross out the mini chat part, even though you are an expert in mini chat. And like you said, you were the very first course that ever originated talking about mini chat. And a lot of the people that actually teach it now were people that were actually your students. So my hat's off to you, sir. And I wanted to thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. And Howie, how, why did you, how did you find that? Did you get some good information, anything that has that's going in your brain that you're ready to go out there and test out? Uh, nothing right now. I have to go rewatch this, this podcast and see if I can remember if I can k- get some of the tips that he he talked about. But uh, I do really appreciate that he's came on on the podcast for, with us with the audience, and I, I can't wait until we get him on our PPE 2.0 event to talk about what 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 wow wowing our 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 guests. Hopefully, he, they'll get so wow that they'll start retaking those uh, mini chat courses. absolutely well you know i i kind of got a lot of great information from paul so i wrote down a ton of ideas as he was talking there and uh thanks again paul for being a guest on here and now let's talk about that event we know that howie's a man of few words he doesn't say much thank goodness that i'm here to be able to say those words for him so this is the point in the actual podcast where i want to invite everybody out there to find out more information about the second ever powered professor's pandemic event. Notice I put Howard's there because I was about to say annual again, 
I don't know why I keep saying annual because it's not annual. So if you want to find out more information on how to actually attend this event, it's at howardtie.com forward slash PPE, the number two. Don't spell it out. Just put a two. And once again, that event will happen virtually from the comfort of your own home. And as I said before, you can be bottomless, you can be topless, whatever. Just do not stand up put your screen black. However, you will get the chance to not only meet and greet with Howard Ty and over 13 brilliant underground speakers, as Paul mentioned, talking about tactics. Amazon is very tactic heavy, but they won't just be talking about that. They'll be talking about how they built businesses, businesses that make as much as $50 million a year, like Patrick and Jeremy, who have shared and shared already brilliant information. In the podcast we did with them, they talked about how they had over $4 million stuck in their Amazon account when Amazon decided to shut down their account. Now think about what could happen if you had $4 million stuck in an account and not getting it back. I'm sure they sweat that one out. What do you think, Howie? Well, they for, for sure did because they had to do like really crazy stuff to get Amazon attention. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm even sweating thinking about it, but I, I'm going to try to get away from that topic because that, that kind of makes me nervous. I've had money stuck in Amazon before and it's very nerve-wracking. So I cannot imagine what it would be like to have 4 million stuck. But again, they will be talking about that and the things that got them to where they are, which is a three-person team making over $50 million a year. To sign up for that actual event, go once again to howardtie.com forward slash PPE, the number two. And that's pretty much a wrap for this one. Any last words from you two gentlemen before we say goodbye here? Paul, we'll start with you. Anything else? Yeah, I guess if you want to reach out, you can find me on on Facebook. If you want to kind of take a look at the, the nano influencer stuff and how that ties into chat marketing, you can go, I have a funnel set up that you can get, you can get a giveaway. Uh, go to cmu.life slash nano. And that'll walk you through a little funnel. I'll gather some information from you and then I'll give you the templates that we use to find and attract nano influencers. So it's cmu.life slash nano, N-A-N-O. That's amazing. Awesome. I look forward to that information, Paul. And I also look forward to your chat at the second ever, and there I go again with annual, Professor's Pandemic event. And Howie, here. what else do you have to say to everyone before we say goodbye here? I'm a man of few words. I don't really like to... I don't know how to chit-chat too much, but I just want to say I can't wait for Paul's talk, and I hope you're going to wow us, Paul. There's no pressure. No pressure. No pressure at all. And Howie, I know you're a man of few words until we get some Don Julio in you then. Well, that's a different story. That's a different story. Well, that, I, 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 was about, I was about to say the same thing. I mean, if we were sitting at you know by a fire on a... Uh, on the outside, like, you know, top floor of a hotel sipping Don Julio, that's, that is completely different because I've yeah. seen this guy in his element Daddy's and he is not. We won't be yeah. able to get him. To <laughs> I, I remember that day. <laughs> it was fun. It was the fun. Alcohol and me. And then we started talking and, and then I also wanted to see how Liz, Liz comes out with the hit her alcohol. I've heard big stories. I, after all these years, I still haven't, you know, I'm not going to ever forgive you. I'm not going to I'm this. always the hurricane. I don't know when you're going to realize that. I'm always the hurricane. I'm always bringing it. I'm always 100% energy. I don't need no Don Julio inside me. I know, but I heard you a different story when you do get some drinking. I don't on. think you can get any more wild than this, Howie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right, um, yeah. We'll, we'll be on. 
Guys, thanks so much for joining us. And I look forward to seeing all you guys at the second ever Professor's Pandemic event. Again, that's howardtie.com forward slash PPE2. I'll see you all soon. Take care. Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon.